Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book girls! Okay, do you guys hear Laurel or Yanni? Uh, that would be Laurel. <laughs> and what do you hear? Yanni, but... Laurel. What do I, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Good. Oh, Pull it up. Be thankful. Okay. It is the social media I don't know craze. who Laurel, Laurel It's, it's or a Yanni sound is. file. It's a sound file that's been going around Facebook, and it's a recording of a man's voice who sounds like a friggin' like somebody who's possessed or something. <laughs> it's a terrible sound file. And... When one person listens to it, they hear one thing, and when another person listens to it, they hear another thing. So I watched, I watched like a breakdown of it, and I might be able to explain if I can ever fucking, sorry, pull it up. <laughs> Your mom's here. She's going to get mad at you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just struggling over here. I'm not tech savvy. Where's Nicole? Laurel. It's Laurel. How do you get Yanni out of that? So, okay, the thing is, and I looked this up on, I found it, it's different frequencies, it's, it depends on how, it's like a hearing test. So, like, they're, they're played over each other at different frequencies, so half people can hear Yanni, depending on, like, your hearing, or you can hear Laurel, depending on your hearing. Well, I totally heard Laurel. 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 So, okay, Laurel. put it up That's on Jessica's the... That's middle name, though, Laurel. So. Put it up on, to the microphone and play it again. So, this is the... Laurel. 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 So, Laurel. Do you really not hear Laurel? I do sometimes, depending on what speakers it's playing on. This one has them cutting it out. Where you can hear, they cut out the Laurel part and you can hear the Yanni. So this has Play like it. an overlay for the very beginning. It still sounds like Laurel. Then they cut out the Laurel here part. Here they're cutting out the Laurel. Yanni. Yanni. Sounds like Yanni. It sounds like a freaking ghost. Sounds like I need to bring my Ouija board up here and ask it what it hears. Yeah. <laughs> we have like, this big debacle about I it wonder, work. See, and that's the thing nobody's been talking about. Where did the file come from to begin with? <laughs> <laughs> that's really scary. <laughs> Who is Yanni? Yanni. Who's Yanni? Yanni. Yanni. Yanni is a 16th century uh, monk. Who died in a vat of beer. And now he's coming back in the voice of Laurel. Mm. Jessica Laurel. 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 What else is going on this week? The royal wedding. (gasps) Anybody else sick of hearing about that? Yes. Our folks in Britain are probably way, way either super excited or very super sick of hearing about it as well. Yeah. Because, you know, they've got they're they're getting an ugly American out of the deal. We're excited. She's not ugly. Well, it's it's a saying. I know. Yeah. (laughs) She's very beautiful, but... (laughs) But... Um, Yeah, she's she's still an American, though. For us, that's very exciting, because that means we get an American princess. Mm -hmm. I was kind of thinking, it's it's a bit like the alliances of old, Mm -hmm. where an American and a Brit get together, and therefore... We're each excited about one another again, maybe for a while. Of course, we've always been allies. 
So yeah, but I don't think that they exactly marry for power now. I think they maybe we ought to send uh, Kim Jong Un, an American girl over there. No, (laughs) you know what I heard about Korean men? I don't know. The size of their business is very minute. Pequeño. Pequeño. No, that's not Korean words. I got an A in Spanish, though, guys. I didn't think I was going to. They actually have a documentary about that on Netflix. About the size of Korean... No, there was this this one guy who he asked his girlfriend to marry him, and she said no because he was too small. (gasps) And so he traveled around to different countries to find out... With a measuring stick? Well, (laughs) no. Just for different practices of different countries concerning... Oh man, stuff like that, and it was it was interesting. Was I mean, it wasn't that? dirty or anything, but it was. I interesting. really wish Justin were here, and they'd be they making said so that, many inappropriate comments. <laughs> I was trying to keep it clean because the fam's here. Yes, but we probably should explain. We have the entire butcher family in the house. <laughs> Say hello, everybody. Minus a couple, but yeah. Say hello. Hi. Hi. No, not with your wave, Alec. <laughs> with your voice. Hi. Okay, so there's Alec. <laughs> and Mama Butcher. I mean, Cindy. really, really, it's the mom I'm trying not to make mad. <laughs> she's, a, she's judging us silently from the corner. <laughs> so every time we don't say the F word, it's her fault. <laughs> if I say something too bad, I'm going to feel something on the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Your hair's going to catch on fire. <laughs> no, I mean, she's going to be throwing her book at me. Oh, oh yeah. A shoe. <laughs> and you'll recognize Sean. He's been on the podcast before. That's Jessica's dad. Yep. Hello. Hello. Nicole's out tonight, so we brought the butcher family in to, uh, oh yes, Nicole. Jessica's playing Nicole tonight in Nicole's chair. I was really struggling with the finding that Yanni Laurel video, though, so can, <laughs> can Nicole come back? I need to turn on that thing real quick. What thing? You can't look stuff up if your computer's not logged on. Oh. I, am I really going to be looking stuff up? You can if you want. Okay. I mean, we can switch spots. I can sit over there. Then I can look my book up. Yeah, why don't you switch with... Uh, Since my phone's almost dead. Then I'm in the strike zone from my mom. <laughs> and that's a problem. Maybe that was planned. <laughs> you don't have to, like, be on a freaking throne over there. You can, like, move it down a little bit. There's a little I'm, button. I'm feeling queenly. I've had to hear about the royal wedding all week. Jessica's on a, a perch. She's perched. I'm an owl. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> So where were we when I so rudely interrupted? We had to introduce the butchers. We were talking about the royal wedding. Royal wedding. Uh, yeah. I'm tired of hearing about it. Yeah, I'm a little tired of hearing about it as well since it's the only thing on the news. It's going to happen at 3 a.m. our time. Anybody getting up for it? Uh, nope. Well, I might be up because I got to leave for a freaking graduation at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Wow. In Kansas. Ooh. Yeah. And the graduation's like at either 10.30 or 11. I don't know for sure. All I know is I'm supposed to be up there between 9 and 9.30. You've got a graduation. I've got a wedding. <laughs> oh, of course you have a wedding. <laughs> is there of anybody you in your circle who gets <laughs> unmarried? Garrett's friends. Okay. <laughs> She's not in the ceremony this time, though. No, I'm just going. Finally. Yep. How many bridesmaids' dresses do you have in your closet? Six. Oh, wow. That's a lot. It's really hard to type on this because I'm, like, crooked. Well, if you'd sit up a little higher, it would help. What are you trying to say? Are you making fun <laughs> of my shortness right now? She's going to be like Kevin Hart with her feet swinging. 
I would never. Um, my feet already swing and I'm already this long. Not quite all the way. A little bit. Seriously? I think you must be a part little person. <laughs> your arms are a little longer than a little person, though. You don't have to use a tool to wipe your bottom. And those Thank goodness really, for that. And those things really exist. We also have some really cool news. We got a guest blog spot on a book website called For Reading Addicts, which I love. I've been following it for years, and I kind of commented that because there are no... They, they, the website involves everything book-related. Right. They have all sorts of book-related things on there, but the one thing they don't have on there is book podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I sent them a note, and I said, you know... You really should include book podcasts in this. And she wrote me back and said, how about a guest blog spot? And I went, okay. So does that mean we have to blog post? No, we did already. Oh, We, we put it up. It's there. Oh, yeah. Like, it's already on there. Oh. If you go, do you still have our password for Three Kids yeah. Girls? Okay, that's go what to it is. Four yeah. re- I saw that. I go was kind of confused about go that. Go to was. fourreadingaddicts.uk. Okay. And you can look it up. Cool. It's under Kath's blog. Cool. So and you'll see like, our picture, nice and big and beautiful. <laughs> Actually, it? they put the three of us up. They didn't put you up, Jessica. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, we need to take some more pictures that have we you do. in it. Every time I try to do that, I get yelled at. I told you on our hundredth episode, I will not argue any further. I don't care how crazy my hair is, I'll how bring, fat I look that day. I'll bring like a curling iron. I'll fix your hair. I'll make it look good. My hair is just so. We're so, gonna do a foo foo session in order to do pictures. Uh, your hair is fine. See, Big. Sean says your hair is fine. She has Big. great hair, doesn't women, she? Women worry about it way hair. too much. See? Yeah, people wish they had thick hair. Oh, my God. Okay, enough about this. Another she thing hates that's, it when we talk about that. She has beautiful blue eyes. I know. Uh, that's uh, what I pictures. said, too. Another thing that's interesting on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> is we have a giveaway that we're doing currently. And if you go to our Facebook page on the far left-hand side, right underneath Home and About, there is a giveaway tab. And if you click on that and follow the link, you can log in to win a wonderful journal that a publisher sent to us. It's really cute. It it has all kinds of little sayings in it. Read some of them. Um, I think they're like, aren't they writing prompts? I think they're writing prompts. Yes, I think you're right. What change What change are you waiting for, winter to spring? What thoughts keep you awake at night? And are they about things you can solve? Oh, that's kind of nice. Sure. What single sound is summer to you? Yanni. <laughs> Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we came full circle. I was going to say my neighbor <coughs> mowing his lawn at 6 a.m. with his shirt off. Dad. Nice. <laughs> and so it's, it's really frightening. It's, it's a very cool little book. We'll have to get some pictures up on on our. Uh, I'm sure that it's on Twitter too. I'll have to look and find out exactly where it is on Twitter. But right now it is on our Facebook page, and you can go into and register to win. So, and it's a very cool little book that you will love to have, and we will mail it to you if you win. Right. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's going to be, we're, we're going to have this up for several weeks. So if you're just listening to this podcast and it's two weeks from now, don't worry, because I believe we're going to do. Yeah, I think it's it's up for about, for a couple of weeks. Is it a couple of weeks? Yeah. Okay. Wait, let Hopefully, me see you will be able to sign up for it. Yeah, for 13 more days. So. And that's as of today, which is May 18th. 
2018. If you're a time traveler, you know this information already. We're doing a lot better in that we're getting a lot of requests from authors and from publishers as well, sending us all kinds of cool stuff to read, which is really awesome. It means we've made it, girls. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Woohoo! And speaking of which... I'm only on book two of that. Trilogy. Oh, you, oh, okay. So you got one more to go yet. Okay, yeah. Jessica's reading a new series that was sent to us by a publisher. So she's gonna, after she gets done with book three, which is the most current, which is the one that we're supposed to be reviewing. Right, right. right. She's got to finish reading the series before she can get to that one. So we're she working loved on book one though. Book one was absolutely amazing. So yay! Okay. Uh, I read it in a week during finals. So yeah. oh. <laughs> During finals. I was really procrastinating, okay? <laughs> well, we have some, too, that I need to load to our um, to Twitter. I mean, to my Kindle, sorry. I'm looking at Twitter. Simon & Schuster sent us some. Right, something. Simon & Schuster sent us some links on some... Upcoming. Yeah, some... some We're upcoming. very excited about it. Being, mm-hmm. being in the know is pretty awesome. I know, and Simon and Schuster is one that I actually recognize the name, so they have to be big because I'm not as book savvy as you guys are. That's she was the publisher. She her wait the first big interview I ever had in my radio life was actually an author. I don't know if I ever told you about this. No, I don't think you did. When I was in radio in Gillette, Wyoming, a million years ago, Mary Higgins Clark came to town. Hmm. And I got to do an interview with her. We, I sat down and actually had an entire lunch with her and did an interview. Mom loves her. Yeah. It was really, really cool. I saw cool. the turnaround. I was like, somebody must be a fan. <laughs> yeah. She was an awesome, awesome individual to talk to. And of course, that, that interview was on a cassette tape. That tells you how long ago it was. <laughs> it was a really long time ago. I think I still have it somewhere. But that was my first really big interview and it was an author. Sweet. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. I totally forgot about it until... See, you were a book girl before there was book girl. And Simon & Schuster is what made me think of it, because that was her publisher at the time. And they set it up. Cool. Yeah. It's nifty. I did have a pretty cool book conversation this week. I ran into... Well, ran into... Went to a graduation party for someone who's graduated in college that I went to high school with, so naturally... There were a ton of people from our high school there. Mm-hmm. And I ran into a girl that I haven't seen in years. And she was like, hey, you remember a couple of years ago when you said you were going to try to read a book a month because you're going to take time for yourself and do this, that, and the other on like Facebook? And I'd done it and I'd posted like my 12 or 18 books. I yeah. reading more than that for the year. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I'm doing that. And I was really? Like, That's good. And I was like, if you need books, Come listen to our podcast. That's awesome. That is cool. So yeah, I guess That's she cool. she's taking the summer off from classes, and she's like, "I have a stack of books this high. I'm reading. I'm gonna do it." I was like, "Okay." I love it when that happens. Mm-hmm. I try not to be too judgy when people say they don't read, but it's really hard. I know you were kind of judging my coworkers the other day. I was judging. I was judging them hard. Read. They won a, a, a contest from the radio station, and. <laughs> I'm like, I know you and you and you and you, even though I've never met you. <laughs> and I know that none of you are readers. <laughs> Why some not? Of them. <laughs> yeah, some Marlene of them is a reader. Marlene she went reader. and bought the new um, McGuire book. The, the McGuire book that you, nut, about the Nutcracker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hidden, she, Hidden Sea. Hidden Sea. I, I couldn't remember the name of it. but And she read it, but she won't come on the podcast. Oh, 
Definitely not. What is it about people not wanting to come in this room? Do we intimidate people? Yes. Apparently, we're pretty scary. Bonnie? I don't know. Are we mean girls? I think maybe we might be. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. I don't feel like I'm a mean girl. (laughs) Sean, am I a mean girl? Not mean. I think it's the microphone that intimidates people. Uh, And most people dislike their own voices, too, so. Mm -hmm. Would that be true for you? Yes. You dislike your own voice and you dislike microphones? Yes. And yet you're here? <laughs> here I am. See, yes. way to conquer Bravery. your fears. Yes. Yep. I love that. He's so brave. Give Sean <laughs> a round of applause. <laughs> Woo! Now see, everybody else, that's not that hard and we will not be mean. There you go. Very much. Hazing is not mean. (laughs) We will haze you, yes. But sometimes hazing can be a good thing. There will be no alcohol consumption involved like a traditional college hazing. Are you sure about that? No goldfish swallowing. What else do they do in hazing ceremonies? No beard of bees. No beard of bees. Ow. Because I really don't like bees very much, I have to admit. (laughs) They're assholes with wings. Actually, some of them are fairly nice. Wasps are assholes with wings. But bees... No. Beer to bees, no. So just a little casual hazing is all, if you want to come on the podcast. More I like think. teasing. Teasing, yeah. yeah. Verbal hazing. Verbal hazing, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not really all Unless that serious. Unless we get the Nerf guns out. But most of the time, it's just You know, we haven't had shot. the Nerf guns out for ages. So Josh is the only person who remembers about them before we come in here. I know, and Josh hasn't been on the podcast forever because we do it on Friday night, and he always has to work Friday night. So every time I ask him to come on the podcast, he says, I have to work. Yeah. So that's why Josh has not been on for a while because he is a working man. Well, I mean, I guess not any everyone can be independently wealthy. Not everybody's a lady of leisure. <laughs> you know what I love about your family? There are four of you, and every single one of you came into this radio station carrying a book. <laughs> and you have no idea how impressive that is. Very, very impressive. Cindy's sitting over there in the corner trying to avoid eye contact with me right now. <laughs> I think I must be a mean girl. <laughs> Hi, Cindy. All right, so who wants to jump into the water fest? I can. I read. <laughs> Bonnie Unless always has to go to. first. No, I know. No. Well, I got a little nervous because I was sitting in your chair. I was like, I'm going to go first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to We switched things around a little bit. So, so Vani's Nicole. And Jessica is Bonnie, mm-hmm. and Sean is himself because he's oh, yeah. sitting in the guest chair. Yeah, We're it's a little bit of role playing. It's all right. Just switch it up a little bit. Yeah, so, like to pretend I'm somebody else every once in a while. Don't we all? I read um, a book that was inspired by my friend Stacy because this is her absolutely favorite book, and it's called The Bad Place by Dean Koontz. And you know I'm a huge Dean Koontz fan, anyways. So. I said, all right, I'll give it a try. Spent some of Martha's money on her Audible account. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome very much. <laughs> Sometimes the library just does not have what you want. Yeah, and this one was not in the library. I looked in both accounts and I couldn't find it. So this is, like I said, by Dean Kuntz. And it starts off about a guy named Frank who wakes up and is being chased by somebody you're not really sure who he is and he's not even really sure who he is he's not sure where he is or how he got there it's like he wakes up and he has total amnesia mm-hmm. he knows his name is frank but that's about it and so he gets somewhere where he can go through these bags that he's carrying that he doesn't know where he got them from and he has three different ids in there he's got 
um, a jar of gems. He has black sand in his pockets. And he has a duffel bag full of $100 bills. Whoa. Dude. And this is how the book starts out. Drug mm-hmm. deal. That sounds like a pretty good place. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not a Except bad place somebody's at all. chasing him. And they call him the blue man because you don't know who it is yet. And uh, he hires a husband, wife, private eye team to... To find him? To... <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) To figure out what's going on. Because every time he goes to sleep, he wakes up in a new place. And he doesn't remember how he got there. And he doesn't know why he's there. But every time he goes to sleep, and this happens like four or five times, and he finally finds these private eyes to... And he hires him basically just to watch him sleep and find out what's happening if he's, you know, getting up and leaving, if somebody's, you know, taking him other places or what. So they do this and they watch him and in a hospital room and he just completely disappears. Like one second he's there, next second he's just gone. Mm -hmm. And then he comes back and then he, he pops back out again like three times. And then the last time he's gone, like, for four hours and then comes back. So you're, <laughs> you're like, going, oh, my God, what the heck is going on? So you find out that he has, he's supernatural. You know, he has, like, a sixth sense. There's other people in the book that have supernatural abilities. And the person who's chasing him also has supernatural abilities. And so... And you were okay with that? Yeah, I was about to say. Well, it, it got a little weird. It, it was a little difficult at times. We know Bonnie hates going. anything that doesn't make sense. Well, I like Supernatural. And Dean Koontz, I've read a lot of Dean Koontz books that have supernatural elements to it. But sometimes they get a little bit ridiculous. And you have to just kind of skim past that. So I wouldn't say this was one of my favorite books because it got really, really, really strange at the end. Like way, way, way twisted. That's how I felt when I was reading Hex. Yeah, Hex was pretty weird. Yeah. You know how good though. Yeah. I mean just I mean they, they explain things at the end and I guess it's an okay explanation but I don't think that if I googled that explanation it would actually be right (laughs) but I did not google it so she she can't suspend her disbelief very well but it makes sense because her friend loved the book so it's her friend's favorite book she had to read it in order to bond with her friend well that and I do like Dean Koontz I mean Odd Thomas series is like one of my absolute favorites love it and it's ghosty and it's so. ghosty. And I read the Frankenstein's, Frankenstein series of Dean Koontz. And I liked the first couple of books. By the third book, it started getting weird. And I think I quit reading it in the fourth book because it was just too... Too over the top? Too out there. It was just too... Wow, it was weird. If you like very, very strange, twisted, I would say between PG-13 and R, with their references it's not rapey just which one the one you just read any of the books that i'm talking about oh none of them are really rapey positive but they have a lot of sexual situations so i would say not to let your middle schooler read it but it was dean Koontz and it was good i like his writing style i wish it didn't get a little over the top at the end but i would still probably give it a four 
You were entertained by it. Mm-hmm. I was entertained, and I and that's I good. finished reading it. So, well, that's a plus plus, right? Because <laughs> we always don't get that far. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and again, it was the Bad Place by Dean Koontz. And thank you very much, Stacy, for recommending. <clears throat> All right, who wants to go next? So I read a book called It's called The Reader by Tracy Chi. So it's another fantasy book. It takes in a place in a world called Kalana, which has all these different nations and they're always fighting with each other. And it's about a girl whose name is Sephia. And her both of her parents... So her mom dies. You don't really know how her mom dies. This is like the first chapter. You know her mom's dead, but you don't know how her mom died. And then her dad gets like brutally murdered when she's nine. And she finds him. Yeah! So she's like... And she's running from these people who murdered her dad because she has this big square leather thing that has paper in it and um so she's running away with her aunt it's a book they don't know how to read in kalana nobody knows how to read nobody knows how to read except this like secret organization called the guard that no one knows about but her parents have stolen this book from the guard but she like describes it as this leather thing with a bunch of paper in it and she doesn't understand why these people are hunting her for this leather thing with a bunch of paper in it and they they her aunt gets captured all first chapter and so she's on her own and she doesn't know why they want this thing so bad so she uh like teaches herself how to read Uh, yeah i guess from when she was a kid her mom had shown her like a couple of letters before her dad was like we don't do that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh-huh. it's dangerous. And so she learns how to read, and it unlocks this power in her that's called the this, this sight. So she can like look at something, and she has the sight, and she can see everywhere it's been, everywhere it's going to be in the future, and all those crazy things. Cool. And, yeah. So she's being hunted. She's traveling through Kalana, trying to figure out, trying to f- get her aunt back and get revenge on the people, figure out what this book is for, but the, she she's read it. What does it say? What is it? It's like it's magic. You can, oh, okay. You can like right, okay. ask it questions. It's a spell book. Okay. Yeah. Well, not really a spell book. It's stories, but it's like oh. the stories of everyone's lives lives ever. It's cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. Bonnie would hate this book. <laughs> I loved it. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Anyways, the, the book has the symbol on the cover, and she's like. She's lost track. She's kind of at a dead end, and she sees this crate with with the symbol on it. And she's like, "Oh, this is my break," you know. And she goes and opens it, and there's a boy inside. Because there's a boy inside the crate. Yeah, the boy in the crate. That's actually the title of the chapter. Dang. Um, and so there's these people called impressors that have been taking boys and like making them fight because they're trying to find this commander. And that's way worse than dog fighting. Yeah, it's really bad. It's terrible. And I think this book is actually considered YA, but it's pretty brutal. And I don't understand how it's YA because I was just like, it's YA, but maybe more A than Y. Maybe a, more A than Y. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so she rescues him, and then they're on this quest to get revenge on these people and figure out what this book is for and save her aunt and all of these things. And it's a it's a trilogy too. But it's really good. I like all the magic in it. And um, the boy can't talk, so you know nothing about him. It was really interesting. I can't go much further because okay. it gets into the stuff that's kind of a giveaway. So but, would you recommend it? 
to everybody but Vonnie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. I, I like, it was one of those books where I'm listening to it in my car and I would stop at work and sit in my car that extra 10 minutes to Ooh, finish. Ooh, driveway reads. Yeah, as a driveway. You know it's yeah. good if you sit in your driveway. It does <laughs> have I do that. Um, a lot of moving parts because some of it's like her reading about other people in the book that become characters in the book. Ooh, that like can be in, a bit tedious when you're listening to audio. Yeah. Sometimes you have to like, it take, took me a second to realize yeah, who they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And so... There's a lot of like moving parts, but it's really good and really interesting to listen to. And I'm halfway through the second book in that trilogy, and it's really, really good too. All right. So, so title and artist again? The Reader by Tracy Chi. Got it that time. Okay. Sean. My turn? Your turn. Uh, Let me guess. Jim Butcher. Jim Butcher. <laughs> I knew it. No relation. Uh, Furies of Calderon, which is book one of. The, Codex Alera is what the series was called. Oddly enough, Alec read this over the Teacher Strike, the, the seven book series. Really, the whole really? thing. Six book series. Uh, he got a little upset because he hadn't finished the last book when the strike ended. Like, and man, can you just <laughs> one more? You know, one or two more days. days. Yeah. <laughs> so he's finally able to finish it, and this is actually his book. That's why it's in really good shape. <laughs> right. Because Alec takes care of his books. So, like, I got to do a sidebar here, real quick, Alec came in tonight with his book covered in brown paper and I didn't know why until Jessica explained to me that he didn't want to ruin the cover of the book so he took the fly leaf off and covered the book itself in brown papers to protect it <laughs> Alec if you were a little older I might marry you <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't already married well yeah that too yeah and he's a ginger, too. My gosh. There you go. Yeah. Genetic You're going to make some girl very man. happy. <laughs> if she's like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, that's really cool. Taking care of your books is really cool. It is. All right. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. And- it's quite all right. Well, it's a six-book series. This is book one. I'll try to kind of set up the, the world and then talk about the book one a little bit. Alara is a... Um, it's a world where the, the humans or the Alarans um, are surrounded to the north by the Icemen, to the west across the sea by the uh, the Carnum, which are like wolfmen, and then to the east, the the Marat, which are people that kind of bond with different types of animals. And all of them are basically the Alarans' enemies in the beginning. Um, the Alarans, however, the reason it's called Furies of Calderon is that this world, they're able to use Furies, which are often unseen force of like uh, fire or air or water. Well, that, that would be elemental. Elemental. They're elementals. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, they, I'm a fantasy reader, too. There so you go. I, they, I totally they range from anything from like a like an earth fury, which is as big as a mountain, all the way down to like a, a little bitty fire fury that you might be used as a like a light bulb. And all the uh, all the people in Alara can use these furies. They come into oh. their furies when they're in uh, so sort of like, puberty. Oh, okay. So they hit puberty and they can... Right. Participate in the fury, right. furiness. To different degrees. But imagine if you took Roman society and put it in this thing. It's like set back in Roman times. Oh. You've got, uh, that I think sounds like, really cool. Like 10 or 12 different big cities that are ruled by their um, high lords in these different cities. Uh, then you have Alara Imperia, which is the capital, and it's ruled by Gaius Sextus. He's the sixth Gaius, he's the sixth in his line, who rules the thing. Okay, that makes sense? Yeah. So that's yeah. the world. That's yeah. the world. Okay. Um, this book is Furies of Calderon. It's about the, a boy named Tavi, 
who lives on the west coast near the Marat. Okay, so Tavi, who lives in, in the Calderon Valley, he's like the one person in the entire world that doesn't have any furies. Aww. Oh, poor Tavi, right? So he's... Um, he's, he's talentless. He's talentless. And he's also an orphan. He lives with his uh, aunt and his uncle, who are brother and sister, in, um, in Calderon. The book starts out with, not with him, but it starts out in a different area where they're going to investigate this, this legion that's being formed by, by somebody. They don't know who. Um, Fifteen years before the book started, there was this, this battle in Calderon where the First Lord's son died. Okay. And so now there's no heir. So all these different people in these big cities... They're kind of vying for power, trying to um, become the, the, the next leader of Caldron. Oh, so they're kingless, and then and there's no heir. Oh, so it's almost like a medieval King Arthur, King no. Arthur kind of thing. That's so, that sort of thing. Um, anyhow, so they so what they find out is this: there's this legion that's being formed, and these two people go to, to go to investigate it. Well, one of them. Like betrays the girl. The, the man that's out there betrays the girl, and I used to used to know all their names. You don't need to know their names in this podcast, right? You just give us the general idea and tell us whether we should read the book. You don't right. have to be specific. Uh, she, he betrays her, but she escapes, uh, and she goes to Calderon to investigate at the at the prompting of the First Lord, and then the bad guys they follow, trying to stop her, and then. Tavi, the main, he's like the main hero of the story, and he's the one that he kind of grows up through the, through the series. He. Um, he discovers that the Marat are, are starting to come, starting to invade. Oh. You find out that the uh, this one first, this one powerful lord has actually convinced the Marat to invade to make the first lord seem seem weak. Um, and so the the book is about Tavi discovering that, and with the help of of this lady and his aunt and uncle, trying to prevent the Marat from invading and. Uh, and, and invading Alara and, and destroying the people in the Calderon Valley. I'm curious. Does he have a secret hidden power that he finds out about later? Oh, very much so. Okay, yeah. 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 I was just thinking that that would be a, prob- pro- a like, probable outcome. Isn't it like four books in, though? Oh, yeah. but they wait, huh? That's cool. Yeah, he, he was in school one day. He was supposed to, were you in school or? He, yeah, he was in school. He was in Bandley texted me and said... And me. I was in that group message. He's like, oh my God, they, they can do what? So, <laughs> so I, I'm See, not... that's the cool thing about reading as a family. We're passing the books around. Is that you've all... It's like watching a movie, you know. You, you've all got that inside information, but it just takes longer for you to get there. So it's very yeah. exciting right. when you find out right. the details. The I'm... reason that group text message existed was because I suggested that he read Nevernight. Oh, yes. But I and fr- Nevernight turned out to have a really raunchy beginning. And a really raunchy couple of places. And he texts me. <laughs> and he was reading a very, very uh, extreme passage whilst in history class. He texts me. He's like, what the hell is this? And I was just like, <laughs> whoops, forgot about that part. Sorry. I kind of skimmed that. You can just flip pages. <laughs> yeah, if I recall, that was quite graphic. It was quite graphic. Yeah. Shame on you, Jessica. My explanation of the book today is really not doing it justice. Um, Tavi ends up having to have a trial with one of the the whelps of the the Marat, one of these Marat chieftains. And the outcome of this trial tells whether or not he'll throw his, his... his support into not fighting the Alarans or helping to defend the Alarans against the other Marat. And then he he meets someone that kind of follows him through the rest of the books. And it's, it's, I can't really say much about No, don't tell that, us too much. Because I would mess up the ending of this book if I tell about other books. But yeah. 
you find out eventually why he doesn't have furies and and and, and you find out who he really is eventually too cool <laughs> it bum, sounds bum, exciting bum, bum. and if you've got that many books that means it probably is pretty good because they kept buying more mm-hmm. right so you know it has to be pretty good actually i have heard of this series before i just have never read it and it's jim butcher it's jim butcher Jim, Jim Butcher is one of my favorites because I really, really loved Dresden Files. And I will have to <sighs> say, right. you guys were talking about your group message. We can always tell on Three Book Girls when Sean's really into a book because he will send us messages. Yep. <laughs> this book isn't downloading fast enough. I can't believe that they have this in this book. <laughs> it's really fun because it makes you, you know. It makes you want to go and read the book when somebody else uh-huh. gets excited about right. it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's and cool. I just like that. I do that to you, too, when I'm reading a book that I know you've read. Oh, my God, I can't believe this happened in this book. Why didn't you tell me that this was going to happen? That was like me with The Handmaid's Tale. I texted all Why of did you guys, guys make me like, read this? What? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, It's a very disturbing book. Oh, yeah. Oof. I didn't read Handmaid's Oh, before we get too far, give us the title and artist of your book again. It's Furies of Calderon by Jim Butcher. I bullied Jessica into bringing somebody with her tonight to be a guest. I said, mm-hmm. tell your dad he's coming to the podcast. <laughs> Part of the problem with trying to describe this book, though, and all of them, is it's one of those series where, you know, there's things going on in different places... And you go from one group to the next to the next. You know how it goes back and forth between the yep, groups? Yep. And so it's hard to really describe it because it bounces around so much. He does a great job of it. But but if you're trying to describe it, it makes it hard because there are too many... Moving parts. Yeah. Right. All kinds, there's all kinds of moving That's parts. That's kind of how along their way and then their stories because you, you get to read all about their own stories. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but you can't talk too much about their stories because it gives away something about this storyline. Well, especially if you've got eight books. See, that's the hard part for me. I don't like to review series because I inevitably get confused on when something happened and then blow it for the rest of the people who Mm -hmm. are going to read it in advance. Yeah. And I've noticed that when you have one that has a series of books like that, they do that a lot because they want you to keep reading into the next book. So they make sure to not draw it, but, you know, make it suspenseful enough. So you're really excited and you love the story, but you really can't say very much about it because the main things happen like in the next book. Right. Right. Especially when you're talking about the first book in a series because it's usually just... The setup. Setting up the world. Yeah. Especially and if you like wise. the world, then you'll go on and read more. Right. right. And I love reading series of books because of that, because it keeps me, you know, you, mm-hmm. I love it when you read that last page and you just automatically want to go to the that next, next one. book. And you're like, oh my God, I need the next book right now. It's pick she on Bonnie does. Day. Yeah. She does. We got a whole a whole fantasy <laughs> Because well, whenever in the I start talking about fantasy books, she gets this like, she, I get this look like. It's the really? same look I get when people talk about romance. Yeah. The eyes go back in the head, and she gets a look on her face. I read like, oh. some fantasy. I mean, I've read uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That was it's not fantasy. a fantasy. That's Sci-fi science fiction. High. Well, it was pretty ridiculous in part. <laughs> yeah, I've read <laughs> ridiculous science fiction. But science fiction, ridiculous. I've read Wicked. That's fantasy. You can't yes, say that's anything. Yes, yes. And I've Wicked read like fantasy. three of those books, yeah. and I like that's those. True. That's true. <clears throat> so She's just particular about the kind of fantasy she likes. Yeah, high fantasy is not usually something she likes. It's I think be like maybe a little bit of fantasy, huh? Like, like a little bit of fantasy. Yeah. Well, Wicked was a was I had to that was a reread. Leap. We read, we read, we read, reread chapters in that book because I was like, I so don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I kept like, there was like a map of, 
you know, Oz. Mm-hmm. And I kept having to go back to the map and going, okay. God, I think exactly right. the same thing. I think yeah. I have, I think I have <laughs> this down now. Did you Did read you? it too? Yeah, and I, and I would, I would go, have to go back and read. And reread because yeah. you'd be like, what's going on? And, and yeah. yeah. Okay, I missed something. Wait a minute. Yeah. I did, I, but I read it, and I read it twice, and I liked it. So, hmm. and I read "Son of a Witch" wasn't quite as bad, I, but I think it's because because you were used to the world by then. Yeah, I was had already read "Wicked," and I was already immersed, acclimated. Yes, to the world. All right, we're switching gears and going away from fantasy. Yay! <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> My book tonight is the Pulitzer Prize winner for 2018, and it's called Less by Andrew Sean Greer. It's not anything like I expected it to be, basically because with a Pulitzer Prize, you expect it to be depressing and serious. I don't know why. Usually, of course, the Goldfinch wasn't that depressing and serious, but it was still pretty depressing and serious. It was pretty dark. Yeah. This was The thing I like so much about this book is, for once... It wasn't depressing and dark. The main character was a genuine joy to read about. His name is Arthur Less, and he's a gay man, but not a caricature like like many people not talk about gay characters being. Not like a lot of the ones I have read previously. Don't you hate that whenever they make, they like type... I have type typecast cast. is the wrong thing, but they like yeah. stereotype, they stereotype ca- characters I, I hate, so hard. I hate it when they do like, that. People mm-hmm. are multifaceted. This, Don't do that. This novel yeah. succeeds in making him a person, Good. but not a person whose sexuality defines him. His life is a, it's a comic tragedy. And the thing that I like most about it is that I recognized him. He could be he was, just anybody. He could be anybody. Instead of the whole story being about him being gay and about all of his other stuff, is actually about the fact that he was going through a midlife crisis of a sort. Mm-hmm. He was almost 50, but he's a writer, and the, the publishing company puts out some literature on him that says that he's 50, but he's only 49. <sighs> so he's kind of a little freak, freaked out about that. But he, his longtime lover, who's much younger than he is tries to get him to commit and he sort of keeps putting him off because I'm too old to you I'm too old for you type thing so his lover leaves and then he finds out he's getting married Uh. so it's like a life crisis and he goes back through all of these invitations he's received because he's a writer he's received all these invitations to speak in all these different areas and, and basically he compiles a trip around the world through all of these little invitations that he's received. And the story is about him going on this journey. It it shows all his little idiosyncrasies and all his little tics. And he's just such a, I just loved him so much. I just wanted to hug him. But I also recognize myself in him Hmm. because the whole, you know, the midlife crisis thing and, you know, all the things you worry about when you're starting to get older. I love that fact. I love the fact that I... He was very relatable. He was. He was. And I totally understand why the book won the prize, even though it was so totally different than every other preconceived notion I've ever had about a Pulitzer Prize. That's good. It was like at the end, you felt like you went on the journey with him and he discovered himself and you discovered yourself and the ending was perfect. I Sounds almost, like another one of those feely books. It was very feely. It was <laughs> very feely at the end. Are you sick? 
I think I must be. This is like the second one in the last several weeks that all of a sudden I'm... But I, to be fair to myself here, I didn't choose this based on its feeliness. I chose it because it won the prize. So come on now. I'm not slipping that far. But it was still feely and you still read it. I did. So, and not only did I read it, I enjoyed it the entire time I was reading it. It wasn't one of those books that has a little bit of a lull in the middle. Look at you, you're growing. Oh, shush. Was it was it a deli- was it a delight from start to finish? No. It wasn't a delight. I wouldn't call it that. Is that what that says? Yeah. <laughs> He's reading the reviews. No, I didn't read any I I decided I was going to go in cold. I didn't read any reviews about it. I didn't read any kind of press at all. All I did was look at the list. I, it was on the list of the New York Times. The New York Times put out a list. I saw it on the list. I put myself on hold for it. I didn't read anything else about it. No reviews, nothing. I just read it cold. Because I wanted to get my own impression of it. I don't like reading reviews of things. Yeah. And I have to say, uh, I agree. I think it was it was a breath of fresh air. And I loved Arthur. I would so go have dinner with Arthur. Awesome. Yeah. Those are the best kinds of books. I thought so. It was, it was something that uh, sort of gives you back your f- good feeling about humanity. Your faith? Your f- No, not faith. I don't like to use that word. The good feeling that you have about your fellow man. It's like you you feel more connected to like your camaraderie you feel, kind of Yeah, you feel more connected to your fellow man because you're looking at their flaws and realizing you have a lot of that ones. you have a lot of those same flaws. It's like you erase all of the extraneous bullshit about people and you know that deep down they're all the same and you're all suffering from the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very cool. So, that the name of that book was Less by Andrew Sean Greer. Do you think when they when writers make characters that real, that they base them on somebody that they know or a group of people they know. And you know what I mean? It seems like it'd be hard to actually make somebody from scratch. I would think that you would have to have little pieces of yourself in a book like that. Um, And you would have to have at least some notion of who you're writing about. Whether it's a compilation of people that you've met over time, or maybe somebody you'd like to meet. But I would say everything a writer writes comes from experience of some kind. Mm-hmm. You can't pull it out of thin air and make it feel that real. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. It has to be part of you somewhere. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to tell me I'm an idiot, but there, that's my opinion. <clears throat> because I passed... All, I got A's in all my classes. And I finished all my finals. Garrett got me a copy of um, The Shape of Water. Really? That's how we celebrated. Awesome. He's such a good boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Buying her books all the time. I know. And he refused to come over here and let me haze him tonight. Well, he thinks my feelings he's got are so, the stomach bug now. My feelings are so hurt that Garrett <laughs> wouldn't be on the show tonight. He doesn't want to be on the show. He said he does. He just isn't ready. He doesn't read like we do. Like I think the last book he read was probably in January. Okay. Garrett, get to reading, damn it. You're going to be on the show eventually. <laughs> Maybe we could tie him up. <laughs> I think that's a different kind of role playing that we should oh, not discuss on air. Oh, yeah. I suppose you're right. My With Jessica's room. mother in the room. <laughs> and Sorry, Sandy. And my younger brother. <laughs> At least Ty's not here because that would be the really bad one. <laughs> All right. Phones up.
And... It sounds like Laurel to me. What? It just sounds creepy. It's You know what that sounds like? It sounds like when people like record when they're in haunted houses and then they turn it up really, really loud and you like hear a get out. <laughs> get out. Get out. <laughs> I think it's time to get out. <laughs> and that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.